0: Aloha and welcome to episode 14 of Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey, one of those rare episodes where we're actually able to make an episode. I've recently been uh, very busy with the uh, production of a short film of my own, Crossroads Station. Uh you should check it out, slash uh, crossroads station. Uh, but uh, not going to talk about that right now. I'm talking about Malka to Makai, and not just the saying here on Oahu or here in Hawaii but about the short film from the up-and-coming filmmakers Alika Macau and Jonah Okano. Uh, these two fellas came into the studio, <laughs> my, my dining room, the other day, and uh, we we talked story about filmmaking, about uh, why we love it, how we got into it, our history about it since it's Christmas, talked about our favorite Christmas movies, and of course, along with us, uh, but... Know keeping uh, quieter was Kelsey Green, who you might remember from episode two or three. I think I don't know, she was early on, she was great, lovely, lovely girl, and um, lovely lady, excuse me. And uh, these are delightful young men, uh, just enjoyed speaking with them. I didn't realize it, but I'd actually seen one of their short films prior to this at the Ohina Short Film Festival, which I don't remember when that was, it was sometime earlier this fall. Uh, but that's a film festival that features films shot in hawaii or that are about hawaii and uh, they had a film in there called uh, keep you float which is about a a guy dealing with the death of his uh good friend and uh i remember that being a standout film to to me it was my favorite of the festival that wasn't just blowing sunshine up these guys butts so when i told them that it uh, truly was and now they're working on this new film now makai which uh, is about, let's see, I'll just read it off their Indiegogo page. Uh, with Malka to Makai, we hope to bring attention to both the beauty and the hardships that are a part of these islands, particularly Oahu's windward side. Join us as we tell drug-addled Akamu's story, as he struggles to find the right balance in life, with the help of his cousin Kaipo and his tight-knit Kaneohe community. So yeah, Indiegogo. You should check it out. Indiegogo.com slash project slash Malka to Makai. Hashtag? That's uh, slash M-A-U-K-A dash T-O dash M-A-K-A-I hashtag. And uh, going there, you know, if you've got 25 bucks, you'll get your name in the credits. If you don't have 25 bucks, every dollar will help. Trust me, uh, I've, I've experienced that myself. So, yeah, we talked for a good while. And it, uh, it was great. And uh, we'll I'll try to have at least one more episode coming up. I've got three options I'm, I'm looking to, but we'll probably go with the Christmas cheer one. We'll let us just be me talking a little bit about Christmas and then mostly playing Christmas music. So anyway, thank you uh, for listening and please enjoy this conversation with Alika and Jonah and a little bit of Kelsey for good measure.
1: I know I'm here right now but I feel like on the the show I probably yeah. won't talk a lot okay I'm just just kind of here to facilitate come on Amy. come <laughs> I'll on I'll jump in a couple of times she jumped you know
0: well you're the producer right Mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. That, may, that makes sense to to jump in a little bit cool so, hey
2: Kelsey, we figured out a way to cut me completely out of the crowdfunding uh, video. <laughs> oh,
1: great. I hope I'm not in it either. No, you're, you're like <laughs> future. No. We're launching our Indiegogo in a couple days. Oh, nice. So we just edited, yeah. or they've been working on the video, editing
2: it yeah, together. I think we can probably get it done in the next day or two and just, we got the, we got the, the core of it lined up, like the interview tracks and stuff, so we just got to nice. put it on the B-roll. But
0: Nice. nice. That's awesome. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's your goal? their funding goal. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Uh, we're playing with like a couple of different budgets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the one we're trying to work off of is like 10 grand. Okay. So it's kind of I mean mm-hmm. kind of big, but like um, I mean we're you know we're also trying to like you know pay for a lot of the little things that people don't usually pay for on these small budget things mm-hmm. so, like yeah. to have some some of the crew on there
1: and like the we're actors getting the drone. and
0: everything. So I oh, it nice. like,
2: raises the budget <laughs> by right. so much. Well, the, maybe. <laughs> no. The drone yeah, it's maybe. not like a that's like the, um, our DP was was um, interested in doing like one drone shot So uh,
0: yeah. I have a drone
1: nice, so you are can... you a certified
2: pilot? Mm. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> a certif-
0: <laughs> certificate to fly it because okay. you yeah. technically need that so. yeah.
2: I think like a bunch of us have drones too it's more like we're um, we need something to like kind of match the red footage oh. so if it's like a fixed camera on there like so we have one guy who has like you know he's got a he's got um I guess the Inspire. You can do like interchangeable lenses on it. Like, oh, okay. To make it. Um, yeah. Match a little bit. Better. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. If there's a
0: pinch, I got a four K drone. Wait, me too, actually. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> yeah, you're, covered, yeah. you're covered. You're covered. Right on. Okay. No problem. Thank you, though, man. I Appreciate it. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, we're kind of just reaching out to whoever. We're, like, mm-hmm. we're you know, we're pretty. We're kind of scrambling at this point. So. We'll okay. See how it goes,
0: but, yeah. So yeah, what's what is your project? Um, it's for the Ohina Short Film Festival. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Well. Um. So, like. <laughs> yeah Sorry. I mean. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> script, uh, so, lika wrote the script, and and um, we did a film called Keep You Float that um, we had in Hif and Ohina last mm-hmm. year, and so through that um, it was like a little film that we threw together like really quickly in a few weeks. I um, wrote
3: the screenplay actually when I was still going to ACM. Nice. Um. But I didn't do anything with it when I was in the program mainly because I didn't feel like. I was capable of hmm. doing it justice mm-hmm. at the time sure um so it wasn't until a couple years later that i uh hit jonah up because he was um a good friend from the program and i liked his style and he's like a very thorough and talented director so nice. i asked him if he could help me bring this thing that i wrote to life mm-hmm. and so we both developed it together, and then uh, yeah, that's how "Keep You Float" was born, and then um, yeah, so I got into Ohina and Hif, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that's basically where we are now, and and uh, I've we're developing another film that I wrote and a couple months ago.
0: Nice, and "Keep You Float" that's the one where the guy dies, <laughs> and the friend uh, is trying to he's pissed off at the other friends who are like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. disrespecting. I saw it on Hina, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. we had yeah. actually originally done it
2: for like the, um, we tried to knock it out real quick for the, um, Asian, um, Asian American, Asian Pacific. A- American <laughs> American.
3: HBO had a, uh, film contest for Asian and Pacific ah. American directors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so we had a very, uh, short, condensed, everything was super stressful getting this getting keep you float together i mean mm. like from shooting to finishing editing it and uploading it we mm. did that in a span of like three
0: weeks wow yeah.
2: and so i mean it was it was alika we used like his friends basically for the roles and he <laughs> yeah. had written some of the roles like for people he knew anyway so yeah nice so it was like a quick thing that we like did and then it was kind of good because we met, you know, some of the crew that we had on there too, we met for, for this project and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, this, this is kind of like one that we were able to spend a little more time on, even though it's like a little rushed right now, but mm-hmm. like we were able to put a little bit more time into, so. Mm-hmm. We're I mean, to...
3: it's, it's, it's a more ambitious project than okay. keep you float. Um, in every sense, there's more characters, uh, a larger crew mm. more locations mm. uh, more props just it's just grander in every sense so mm. with that obviously comes um, more of a necessity to be prepared and sure especially because some of the crew that have uh, joined us are very talented and they've been in the business mm. even longer I mean much longer than me and Jonah mm-hmm. so um there's a level (laughs) that's that's been raised and and me and jonah have been working diligently to prepare so Hmm. when we begin principal photography we
0: can you know match that right and uh, the more time you spend in planning the less time you have to spend shooting and hopefully less time you have to spend editing
2: hopefully right yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: hopefully
2: i mean we're banking on a lot of you know unplanned things happening at this oh, point. Sure. But, of course, yeah. But, yeah. like, Kelsey's been awesome because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have, like, basically a producing team now mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so much that needs to get done and that's not our expertise with like the producing yeah. side, so. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and the producing core is all, like, ACM. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. Do you know Josh affiliated. Lee? Yeah. Chance. Josh yeah. Lee just jumped on. Oh, nice. As, like, a co-producer kind of and thing. And Charlie. Charlie I
0: Knight. Charlie
1: Knight. Uh, I don't know Charlie. She went and graduated before your time. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's, like, a r&b singer doesn't her name oh. sound like she's like yeah can you tell us a little bit about that's about the story or do you want to kind of keep that under wraps <laughs> so you gotta sign an nda <laughs> uh
3: no it's just about uh two cousins kind of it's kind of a day in the life story about two cousins selling weed and Kaneohe. This story takes place on the one word side. It's okay. Entirely. Nice. Um, it's where I'm from. Okay. So uh, I move. I've lived there my whole life until last year where I moved to St. Louis Heights. Hmm. And um, moving there made me think, you know, because I was writing for my next project and I was thinking a lot about Kaneohe now that I moved out of there. So mm-hmm. I wrote this thing that was kind of, you know, uh I don't want to necessarily say a love letter to Kaneohe, but it's I want I feel like there's a lot to offer there. Mm-hmm. There's um there's uh, a lot of character mm-hmm. not in just the people but the the sense of place. So, mm-hmm. um that's that's kind of what the film's about. It's it's about people in difficult circumstances Mm -hmm. and how they navigate that through this backdrop, which is, you know, this pretty lush environment, but also, um, you know, there's... It's the good and the bad of Hmm. Kaneohe. That's what we're trying to portray as authentically as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, something that's deeply lacking in movies about Hawaii. The South Pacific in general is just like... You know, it's not just paradise. It's not just what the tourists see. There's entire cultures who live here and mm-hmm. uh, have the good and the bad and the ugly. For sure. Places. I mean, that's why
3: I got into film. Oh, like, okay. Specifically, I, 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 uh, I want to change or just, just, just show the, just uh, show the other side of things. Mm-hmm. Um nice. But not in a, not in a like totally like this is all bad actually but it's mm-hmm. it's the good and the bad yeah so yeah
0: something real yeah, yeah exactly right on um jonah what got you into filmmaking
2: um i mean there's there's a little bit of that in there mm-hmm. you know there's some elements of what Alika's is saying too um for me a lot of it is also i think has to do with um I guess, how films make you feel. So, like, a lot of it... I mean, it might be more artificial on my end, but, like, I just like watching a movie and, and like, being able to, you know, f- trick my mind into feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, that's why I feel like, um, you know, Alika and I have similar tastes, but there's also, like, we also have differences in the kind of movies we like to watch. But, um, yeah, for for the most part, I feel like... I just, um, even if the film makes me feel terrible mm-hmm. or makes me feel sad, mm-hmm. um, I kind of like being pushed to feel something different. Sure. And so, like, I think it's I think it's a really interesting tool that you can use filmmaking to, like, you know, to try to trick your audience into feeling a certain way for a short amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, I mean, yeah, I just love films with ambiance and just, yeah, being able to be immersed in something Mm -hmm. is like why i I like movies
0: Mm.
2: and but but a lot of it is about telling stories too you know like i want to tell important stories and and stories that have meaning and that have substance Mm -hmm. so i think when alika and i talk about the kind of films we want to make it's not you know they're not superficial they're very much about the content that we're trying to get across and so like a lot of things we talk about early on are things related to theme more than,
0: hmm.
2: you know, an exact narrative. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we're trying to get the story from one place to the other. Um, but also we're trying to, you know, make sure that what we're trying to say is, is transparent too. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, would you say there was like a singular movie you saw and you were like, oh, geez. that's what I want to do the rest of my life. I mean, that's, that's the case with some people. Other people, it's just, like, gradual things. Uh, for me, um,
3: well, so I'm, I like, a lot of people, I'm heavily influenced by The Wire. Oh, okay. Um, for a lot of reasons. One of the things that I think they pull off better than anything I've seen is that they've used a lot of local um people from the area who aren't even actors Mm -hmm. right and they integrated them with these professional actors Mm -hmm. and so there's this really interesting like rawness to it that Mm -hmm. i haven't i really haven't seen much of and uh they portrayed baltimore in this just very authentic way and Mm -hmm. it's um ultimately i i feel like that's Possible here, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I'm interested in doing. Nice. So, obviously, it's these. They're very different backgrounds in the sense that you know that's more about gang violence and mm. and stuff. And here, it's just, it's not necessarily gang violence, but there's a different type of uh, animosity mm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, that again I think if we portray it correctly can still be pretty um captivating and and mm-hmm. I don't think most people understand it so mm-hmm. that's
0: what I'm interested in like animosity um like amongst the the, the locals or because there is definitely I've witnessed and experienced uh a, a divide between uh well Halle's and uh locals and especially the military and mm. uh Not the entire local population, but a very significant portion. Mm.
3: Yeah, it's, well, maybe animosity, well, it's a deep, it's it's complicated, right? It's a deep-seated animosity toward, like... I mean, ever since
0: Captain Cook got here, the locals have been screwed.
3: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, but... Literally and figuratively. uh, Right, and so there's like a there's an undercurrent of that. I think that's inescapable Mm -hmm. like through it. It's people Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's on the surface or below the surface, Mm -hmm. but, and then there's even, uh, beyond that, there's just, you know, um, there's issues with poverty and Mm -hmm. these types of climates create a a very particular type of person. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, that's what I'm interested in exploring, wow. I guess.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, Jonah, uh, was there a, a movie for you or a moment?
2: I think for me it was really gradual because hmm. it was kind of growing up with an art background. Oh. Um, like, my mom's an artist. Nice. And, well, just kind of, like, being surrounded by art and about around people who create art. Mm-hmm. And then also being really into, like, photography when I was growing up and, hmm. like... Um, I feel like just being like I feel like my high school experience or something was very much about like sitting in my room and watching movies Mm -hmm. and I feel like I I have two older brothers that were also like really into music and movies and I feel like those things go hand in hand too with like when you're growing up and just like being surrounded by Mm -hmm. you know just things that are creative and that kind of like push your mind to think about different things and so I feel like just growing up in that environment, watching lots of different kind of movies made mm-hmm. me, um, I guess, subconsciously just like feel like I wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it was strange because going into, I guess, college, I didn't really... No, I kind of wanted to be like a photographer or like when I was younger I wanted to be like an illustrator Mm -hmm. or like even a writer for like kids books or something like Mm -hmm. I like really like simple stories that you know convey a lot of meaning and Mm -hmm. and so I mean when I was getting into like deciding what I wanted to do I feel like I was sort of weighing a lot of of I mean I knew I wanted to be an artist or do something related to being creative and um there was something about the the film medium that was different than photography for me, where it was Mm -hmm. like you can put together these really thorough narratives with a lot of meaning that are based on, you know, stories of your own. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, yeah, for me, it was very much gradual. I didn't, there wasn't like one movie that was like the movie that got me into film, Mm. but it was kind of like, you know, being... A teenager and having certain feelings and then watching movies and Mm -hmm. relating to them or, 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 yeah, basically.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Growing up, did either of y'all like make home movies or anything? I did. Yeah? I
3: didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, fine. that's not a prereq. I, it, I, yeah, I feel like it is, though. That, it's yeah, like every know. time I s- see one of those, like, autobiographies on, like, a di- like Martin Scorsese or something, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's, like, these old, like, footage of him when he's, like, four with a camera. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that wasn't me. Yeah. Am I in the right business?
2: <laughs> I'd make, like, in-camera, like, yeah. movies, so, like, we'd have, like, the old VHS cameras and I would just I would, like, yeah, I would set up the shots and, like, basically edit it in camera, so make the movies as I went, and I'd use all my action figures from, like, all different types of, uh, you know, genres of of toys, and I would make little movies out of them in one world.
3: Yeah. My first experience filmmaking was probably, because I was into skateboarding, Mm. Uh, like, in seventh grade. I got really into skateboarding for a couple years and so me and my friends made a lot of home movie skate videos Mm -hmm. so that would be like if there was a you know Genesis totally counts but yeah yeah, I mean there's (laughs) something really I think I guess something did click in that it it was there's something special about editing these images and then Mm -hmm. throwing a song that you really love underneath it Mm -hmm. and then seeing all those things come together it's and become this other thing, that was pretty uh exciting for me. Yeah. So that maybe sparked something.
0: Sure. sure.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh Alika and I have both like come from maybe totally different places in terms of like backgrounds with like music. Mm-hmm. But I feel like music is really influential in our lives, like in mm-hmm. different ways. Yeah. And in the same way that movies are, but I feel like something about um yeah, coming from, like, backgrounds where we really appreciate music and different kinds of music is important mm-hmm. to, like, storytelling.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Oh. No, no, sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, a song that you might have heard when you were a kid and you totally forget about, and then, like, years later you hear it again, it just can spark so many memories you had forgotten about. Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, scent, you know, smelling Absolutely. Something. I
3: was a DJ um, for KTH Nice. for two years, and so that was... A pretty formative experience for me Mm -hmm. Um, and and I discovered a depth to music that I didn't know existed beforehand Mm -hmm. but um but what I was gonna say earlier is that with this film that we're working on Mm -hmm. uh, I'm very I think we're both excited about um, the opportunity to use to integrate music more Mm -hmm. organically Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of driving in this movie Mm -hmm. And there's kind of there's some scenes that feel pretty uh, appropriate for some interesting song choices, especially um, there's a tutu figure who's integral to the story, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm excited about using some really. Um, special Hawaiian music that's special to me Mm -hmm. and I think could be really special for the film. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So, yeah. Um, Shoot. I got so caught up and then I forgot what I was going to say. I had a really good follow-up. So, growing up here. um, No, that's a rubbish question. Um... (laughs) totally blanked totally spaced I'm sorry no that's I, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's my fault <laughs> um, shoot so what was it like growing up in, in Kaneohe and on Oahu um, yeah yeah um,
3: for me I had a normal childhood mm-hmm. and I I uh, but I loved growing up in Kaneohe mm-hmm. um, I went to a school called Manu, and it's like Now that I, you know, reflect on it, Ohiman was a microcosm of Kaneohe, too, in the sense that it it is this sort of melting pot, and I was surrounded by diversity, like, when I was, you know, from as long as I can remember. So this multi-ethnic hodgepodge, it's it's normal to me, but it, it, like, i think it's really shaped my world view and i it's it's crazy to me you know with the climate mm. today mm. in this day and age the political climate uh mm. being what it is it's it's kind of incomprehensible to me coming from where i grew up but i know that a lot of people didn't grow up mm-hmm. in that type of diversity so um yeah. it's it played a huge uh, as a huge factor in my world view
0: mm-hmm. um, definitely yeah. yeah I grew up on the east Coast uh, North Carolina and not totally whitewashed or anything but um, you know majority I, I was part of the majority for sure and uh, then moving here uh, and, uh, five years ago and uh you know experiencing you know just that ex- that uh Man, I'm stumbling all over myself today. Moving here really broadened my worldview, especially mm. when I started traveling with the Navy to different countries in Southeast right. Asia. Um, that rocked my world, and the first time I walked around Kahala Mall and I couldn't see a spot another white person ever. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, and then meeting my wife uh, three years ago, mm. she's she's from here, she's um, three quarters Korean, quarter Chinese, um, and just uh, you know, pr- one of like two or three uh, white people at our, um, Family gatherings—it's yeah. uh, just really, really changed my perspective on everything. And so I can definitely appreciate what you're saying. Um, a lot of folks don't have that experience. They, 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 don't understand. They just have a whatever they get through TV or movies or music uh, about. What or ju- and just their animals. own circles that they grew up in. Exactly. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's,
3: it's so like that type of this type of racism it's almost it's a disease you Mm -hmm. know it gets passed down from your parents and like Mm -hmm. the people around you and like it's oh not that it's they (laughs) not that there's no responsibility on their end but um it's i understand how it happens Mm -hmm. that way if you grow up around this type of people Mm -hmm. without that uh worldview or without that sort of diversity, I understand how it shapes a certain perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I think is special about growing up in Hawaii is that you, you, you get a broader sense of, you just realize like people are people. Mm -hmm. Most people are people. So yeah, it's, it's so simple, but it's (laughs) so complicated. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I think that, well, I think on top of what Alika said, too, I kind of feel like growing up in Hawaii, you don't really think about a lot of these things necessarily, like, because you're, you know, you're surrounded by so much diversity growing up that it's not like a thing. And so I think when, when it's interesting, the kind of stories you can tell, like growing up here, because, you know, you kind of have, like, unless you really think about it. um, And obviously, like, as, you know, as I got older, I, I, you become more aware of it too, but it's yeah. The type of stories you're able to tell here are very unique to the rest of the world because you come from a place where, you know, a lot of the, I guess, like antagonistic view of the outside world is like, you know, Mm. people coming in from outside of Hawaii, I guess. And, and, but, but at the same time, there's a lot of, there, there's a lot of its own culture here that, um, like, this film is focusing on the good and the bad of different parts of living on the island and not really dealing with a lot of those themes that I feel like is a broader view of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is really just looking at, like, pinpointing one little, you know, place on the island. And, I mean, there's a million stories you could tell about different places on the island, but Mm -hmm. Kaneohe is very unique. um, And the story that Alika is trying to tell is very unique to Kaneohe, so... Mm -hmm. Um I feel like that's important. Hmm. Uh, where are you from? Um I'm from the Big Island actually. No kidding. So uh-huh. I'm from um Hilo town. Uh-huh. And yeah, I grew up there um when I was young and I moved here for high school basically mm-hmm. um, to Oahu. Nice.
0: Um
2: but yeah, I mean Hilo is its own thing. Um mm-hmm i I think if I had stayed there my life would it would be totally different you <laughs> yeah. know like um and that has to do with the people that you grow up with and the circles that you're in uh-huh. um but yeah I mean like um it's it's totally a different world growing up on the big island hmm. and even um you know I've revisited recently and it's to places that I haven't been since I was a kid and it's
0: hmm.
2: really weird to go back and you kind of have these old feelings come up yeah um but, yeah, it's it's just a lot. It's its own world. I mean, mm-hmm. so moving to Oahu is, like, um, I, I've lived here most of my life, so I feel like I'm from Oahu. But mm-hmm. um, it's funny when you run into people from the Big Island, they have yeah. a mm-hmm. sort of connection. Or...
0: Mm-hmm. So it's a certain type of person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Island is, like, so far my wife's in my favorite island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, like, success. shortly after we met, we visited there, like, six times within our first year or two of dating and engagement and got married there. Actually, oh, the oh, Queen nice. Liliuokalani Gardens. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. it's it's awesome. And we're actually going uh, after the first, um, taking our son for the first time. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. come for about four nights. Yeah, but, uh, it's so distinct. It's mm-hmm. such a distinct
2: island compared to, I mean, all the islands are distinct, but the big island is just unique in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Every part, every side of the island just has its own feel. And, yeah.
3: yeah. I'd love to make a movie there. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. You can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Different. I heard that uh, they were going to shoot some scenes for the Inhumans over there, I, oh, really? I thought. Or maybe that was just speculation, like using the lava fields as like a lunar landscape or something, mm. but I don't think it I think that's how it's...
2: people usually do it. So I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, um, I mean, and that's great. That's its own thing, too. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And, um, but yeah, what I think what Alika is trying to do is really mm. just, you know, um, tell more, um, tell stories that are are more important to to people who are from here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. Like I mean, you know, the the film economy here, with everyone coming down and shooting, is is crazy. How mm. big it's becoming, um, and it's a good thing, you know, for the most part.
3: I don't feel like you need to leave Hawaii anymore to mm. if like if you. If you want to make a career in film, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I know it used to be that way where you needed to go to L.A. or New York, but oh I don't God. think you need to. If mm-hmm. you can spe- find something and s- specialize in it, there's, there's enough of a um, workflow here mm-hmm. that you can get by, depending on what you want to do, Sure, of sure. course. But I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago, I got in with the Hawaii Filmmakers Collective. Mm. Um, are you guys familiar with it? I heard about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's pretty rare. Never been to it. <clears throat> if you ever get a chance, like it's a good group of people. Yeah, to. it seems like it. it. It's, it's filmmakers, you yeah. know, and that's what they're trying to do is make films. Um, but, you know, from that I started, that was my entry point into the local filmmaking scene. Okay. And then just meeting a lot of people, um, like vast majority of folks from, from my last production were through that. Um, people I met years ago and have helped them out with stuff. So then they help me out with this, and uh, hope to continue that that cycle. But um, also just seeing so many more people outside of that trying to trying to do stuff. Um, and uh, the biggest thing I hear is that uh, Hollywood brings in their usually brings in their own cast for sure. Sometimes their own crew. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seems like there's a movement towards establishing or, or really bulking up. the the local uh, filmmaking scene like uh, with The Rock starting his own studio here or building his own studio here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. um, Seven Bucks Productions. um, Interesting. And since he's a local boy, you know, maybe he'll help with that. But that's what I hope to see. And like in my own thing is uh, being able to, yeah, shoot stuff here, local cast, local crew, because goodness knows there's no shortage of aspiring actors. There's a lot of talent here. I mean, there's so much
2: talent here. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reach outside of Hawaii to find what you're
0: looking for Mm -hmm.
3: the the biggest thing i mean this gets back to like why i got into film but the biggest issue right now i mean it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's great that there's a lot more opportunities here but we need to be careful with representation oh sure and how we portray hawaii and there's there's a lot of external forces uh like right now, I know there's some productions going on that are um, trying to portray Hawaii in a different way. That's not, oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's probably not um, accurate. Yeah, and they're they're basically trying to rewrite history. And mm-hmm. uh, but it's not just that, you know. It's mm-hmm. been there's been a lot of films like that or. Without the right intentions, Mm -hmm. I guess so and that's why it's important for us right now for me and Jonah like to To tell our stories Mm -hmm. and tell them authentically Mm -hmm. so people understand
0: um, That it's not just one way. Yeah, Yeah. like I would love to see um, a, a dramatic interpretation of act of war um, have, you, have you seen that documentary? No. Mm, I've heard of it. It's, it's, it's re- well, it starts off really good then when it gets into the historical reenactments, it gets a little slow but nevertheless it's, it's like a powerful powerful film. Um, what just, is it about? Uh, it's the history of Hawaii. Okay. Um, act of War is the illegal overthrow Okay. Um, by, by the United States government and uh, like um, last fall I took an um, ethnic studies course, Hawaiian mm. studies course and that's what we that's one. That's a, the big thing we talked about at first was, uh, Queen the Queen's um, mm-hmm. side of history and what it was like for her and the locals, as opposed to the more popular narrative where the white man came in and saved the natives from their <laughs> primitive ways, which is right. also what you know David Michener's Hawaii is about, uh, that epic, which is also what this other recent production <laughs> we're talking about right. is about. Um, and so, Act of War just, you know, it's, it's like, actually, it was more like this. Mm-hmm. We hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. resisted it. We didn't, you know, rise up uh, with arms um, because, you know, they would've been slaughtered, for right. one thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I, w- I would just love to, like... There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah.
3: Um, there's a lot to unpack there.
0: Yeah, so. and, and like, I felt awful because I was still I, was in, I, was, I wasn't discharged until Halloween of last year, and so I was learning this stuff, and then learned that the Navy in particular, which is my branch, was uh, uh, particularly instrumental in it. Um, so that kind of sucked. Um,
3: I mean, most people, more, the 99.9% of people don't Know about the right illegal annexation,
0: and yeah. I, I think it would take an indie production to get that done because the studio system is not going right. to be a fan of it because right. they love Hawaii. Yeah, they, well, they love what they can take from Hawaii. Uh, good point. And then you get like you know good natured gestures such as Moana. Um, I mean, Moana, I
3: mean, they they managed to strike a pretty good balance, Mm -hmm. you know, of appealing to the masses, but also, for the most part, kind of doing it, approaching it with a a more sensitive approach to cultural Mm -hmm. uh, values and stuff,
0: so uh, I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man's got some good tunes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, let's let's get back to your project. Um, what's what's it called? What's the title? Already no, No one to reveal that yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's a sore subject. No, it's 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 a um. funny
2: story because it started off as something completely different. And it and um, I mean, it's, it's there's been debates about <laughs> it's
3: it. Ten, it's tentatively called Maoka oh, Okay.
0: Yeah. Tentative. Okay, yeah. Stuff changes <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rewriting up until the day you wrap shooting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. Malkatamakai. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's what's behind that?
2: Um, I mean <laughs> there's so much behind it, and that's why it's an important title. Okay. Um I think when you hear the name Malkutamakai, you might have a different um, idea of what this film is about than what it
0: is. And I'm sorry, brief interjection for the yeah. non-locals, that's from the mountain to the sea. Yes, Maoka is the right. mountain. Okay. Um, it's a kind of a colloquial uh,
3: expression to be like, you know, is it Malka or Makai, like is it Oceanside or is it um, Mountainside? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so the film deals with um, it's a day in the life story right. mm-hmm. and like I said, it's centered in, uh, Kaneohe, where the ko'olals are, uh, omnipresent. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's a, it's, there's a literal sense to it, but there's a metaphorical sense. And, uh, we, we hope that you might come into this film with sort of some preconceived notions about what it might be from Mm. the title but i think after you see it you will think differently Mm -hmm. about that phrase nice
2: yeah i mean i think literally when we talked about like the idea of like you know water and how water flows you know from the mountains to the ocean and gets cycled back like a lot you know this is kind of a metaphor for like our character in a lot of ways he's kind of you know the runoff Um, I mean he's you know this movie is about trying to get by and trying to um, you know it's not it's it's about how hard it is to sometimes make an honest living if if um, you know when times are tough and so the main character is um, I guess the two main characters are they're basically cousins um, and one of them is a little bit more involved in um i guess dealing drugs for a living mm-hmm. um and his cousin's out of work and kind of uh rides along with him for a day and um yeah i mean the the film is very much about um, i guess i guess it's there's so there's it's such a simple story mm-hmm. but there's just a lot of meaning mm-hmm. in just the, the broader sense of what it is in Kaneohe to to be growing up here in Hawaii and to to be just trying to I'm running in loops here but but just trying <laughs> to get by you know and mm-hmm. and so I mean we follow we follow these characters um, and we find out that one of the characters is starting to fall back into an his old habits of Mm -hmm. possibly using some of the, um, the drugs that he's selling and even worse, like some of the harder drugs that he's, he's that his cousin isn't even aware that he is selling. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the dilemma there is just about, um, yeah, what, what, like a lot of the, a lot of the actors coming into this project have personal experiences, Mm. um, you know, with like, dealing with family members or people that are close to them um that have had experiences with drugs in the past and so I feel like this is a personal film for a lot of people um on on the crew and on the cast um
3: <sighs> yeah I mean ultimately like growing up in Kaneohe it like it's next to kahaluu and uh Kahulu has one of the biggest ice epidemics um, mm. per capita wow. and people don't know that. Yeah. Um, but that obviously is a huge uh, factor mm. in how people grow up. So, so for me, I, I mean, I've known people who have fallen and fall succumb to, to that lifestyle mm. and it was, it's tragic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what i think this film is interested in exploring is um what keeps certain people from succumbing fully versus Mm. like maybe partially and then getting back up and and seeing uh the other side um and a lot of it it's about a support system and Mm. and uh Mm -hmm. if there is a support system in place or there isn't Mm -hmm. um so it's just just kind of exploring how that happens, and mm-hmm. and sort of the tragedy, but also um, the the potential. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because like it feels like uh, as time goes on, we, it's so much easier to get increasingly isolated because we're all on our phones, we're in the Facebooks, we're in the Twitters, the whatever, um, and it's it's really easy to favor that over personal interaction. Um, I mean, just recently, I found myself. I don't know if it's just dealing with the anxiety of the season uh, and other stuff that's going on. I just find myself like more and more on my phone and I, that any time I spend away from it is like, where's the phone, I need to check on something, I need to watch something, I need to hear something. And it's like, wait a second, this is a recent development. I used to be okay with silence. I used to enjoy and revel in silence. And now I'm like, oh, I need it. I know. And um, you know, I mean, shoot, I would not be where I am now if it weren't for my wife, uh, most supportive person who's been in my life um, so far. Um, just because she is a support system, and then her family is a support system uh, as well. Um, you know, not in any grandiose way, just by virtue of there being someone else uh, to affirm my existence. Sure. You know, <laughs> and that's a little sure. further, I think, than than most people um, consciously experience. But that's it is. basically what we all need. Yeah. Is a lot of people don't grow absolutely. up with, this, with that hmm. sort of support system. so yeah. That's kind of absolutely. what this
2: film is about because they're two cousins that are that grew up. Um, possibly in like slightly different worlds you know and Mm -hmm. I mean they're still um, they're still in it together but it's but I mean one of the characters is dealing with his own things and so Mm -hmm. I mean um, it's yeah it's important to have that support system Um, it's all kind of goes back to when we talked about when we were getting into the story and we were talking about kind of the nature versus nurture thing was very important for the characters too because I mean yeah that's a huge part of just like growing up in a different environment and being exposed to things that other people aren't, and whether you have someone to basically say, like, hey, you know, like to pull you out of that world, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it makes a huge difference in where you end up and how things turn out for you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's
3: a huge theme in the film.
0: Mm, right on. Cool. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
3: yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. That's a core mm-hmm. theme mm-hmm. amongst other familiar, I mean, familial. Uh, relationships it explores that type of dynamic too mm-hmm. so there's, there's kind of a lot going on yes yeah. that's but. great that's awesome about how long do you anticipate it being <laughs> uh we it's tough we i mean ideally right like most short film for sh- festivals they're mm-hmm. looking for films under 20 minutes yeah so it's a 20 page we've (laughs) it started out as a 35 page script wow um so a little bit of backstory like because we got into ohina they held this uh writer's workshop Mm. for the directors Mm -hmm. and um so it was a two-day thing and they brought in uh this guy joe robert cole who co-wrote the new black Panther. Yeah, yeah 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 which so i mean it was insane that they you know, brought him down here yeah. and that he was willing to uh, work with us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we all workshop scripts with mm-hmm. him and he spent a good amount of time with each of us. And like, he was so, uh, attentive. And like, you can tell he actually like looked over our stuff and had like really good suggestions for everybody's s- screenplay. Nice. So like, um, and through that workshop, uh, I was able to kind of... I was, I was fortunate enough to get a mentorship mm-hmm. with him. Um, wow. And so he wanted to help me finish my screenplay. Mm-hmm. So uh, via email and through some phone conversations, I, I got the 35 pages down to 20. Okay, And uh, so that's where we're at now. Right. Um, yeah. It's gonna be tough to get <laughs> sure. it under twenty. Yeah,
2: stylistically, it's a very paced film, and okay. there's a lot of breathing space. And mm. you know, the twenty pages is dialogue. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty. Every, yeah. I mean, it's pretty dialogue heavy as well. But you know, there's a lot of beats here, okay. and so it's tricky. We're constantly, even now that it's sort of semi locked in, um, there's so many discussions about mm. revisions on this thing because. We want people to see it, and if it's gonna be too long, I mean it's just the way it works if it's uh, gonna be right. too
3: long, we're not gonna yeah. get people to see it anymore. Yeah. so yeah it's 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 a it's we want to do a lot with this film in a in not a lot of time <laughs> yeah it's i mean with the with the stuff that happens, it kind of takes i mean.
1: <laughs>
2: we go to so many places we've seen so many characters and there's so many themes in mm. play mm-hmm. that this is kind of i feel like would make a great feature-length yeah. film sure. like if we were able to really take our time with it yeah and kind of spread it out and even add in more um, content but um for what we're trying to do and i love like the 30 you know 34 or 35 page version of the script too um but i think for our purposes now um yeah having to repurpose it for a short film format is like i think it will it will benefit us in a lot of ways in terms of um not just getting people to see it but also having that um experience of trying to fit all of the content and what we're trying to say into such a a concise space Mm -hmm. it's a challenge and i think for us as filmmakers, it's going to be a challenge to yeah. do, and mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah. part of what makes it exciting. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, that's you know that's a great thing about editing, also, <laughs> and the whole filmmaking process. Yeah. You basically write sure. the story three times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, once you're on set, there'll be stuff like, "Hey, that's cool," We're like you know, we don't really need that. Right. And then once you're editing, it's even easier because like, you can always right. cut out stuff you don't need. But if you don't have what you do need, you're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, true.
3: I mean, we learned a lot. I mean, right, we learned that the hard way with our last...
0: Mm. Film
3: and keep you Afloat mm-hmm. um, because we only had two days to shoot it. Oh yeah, yeah No yeah. no pickups. Wow. Um, so and we it was and, just
2: and like that it involved like kind of a sunrise and a sunset. So like uh... it was kind of I mean similar to this film, but in such a way where we have such a limited amount of time yeah. and in Hawaii is so unpredictable with mm. weather, just yeah. like the logistics of it. Yeah, and so yeah, we yeah
3: we didn't get a lot of the stuff that we wanted to get, and we. I I mean I it's we're we're happy with how the film came out but we also see where it could have been better mm. and um, this time around like like we've been saying we're we're planning a lot more so that we get what we need to get mm. and so we don't when when we get into posts we're not uh, suffering mm. that one you know that one shot or, yeah. but we're
2: also doing our best to take our time with it because yeah. yeah i mean on set you're so rushed with with trying to tell your story and trying to you know get everything done in such a short amount of time but mm-hmm. we're really trying our best to spread this shoot out as much as we can like mm-hmm. as much as is logistically possible for the crew mm-hmm. so that we can really spend our time with the actors and take our time with yep. with with you know being careful with the shots and really being able to Translate what the script is trying to say into the visual form, and and so that's why we're we're looking at like eight days of shooting, which is pretty big for you know a twenty mm-hmm. page script. Um, but we're um, yeah, I mean we're looking forward to being able to s- take our time within, not mm-hmm. like push ourselves too hard to just be focused on getting things out as quickly as possible. So
0: mm-hmm. nice. Um, sure, i us just- check maybe think of a question but I think you just answered it mm. um, like what do you see as your your biggest challenge to production just uh, getting it all you know for us like
2: Alik and I come from like when we wanted to make films in the past it was really from a place of like well let's just go out and do it as sure yeah like, let's not even yeah. like you know I mean of course we planned things and and as much as we could but we don't typically operate with such a huge crew and mm. setup, and so mm-hmm. Um, this project has become enormous in that we have a lot of support from different people I and mean, yes. a lot of crew coming yeah. in where it's going to be a legit shoot, you know? And so um, I think the t- biggest challenge There's several challenges as, as mm-hmm. co-directors is going to be um, finding a balance between everything and yeah. being able to manage the, manage this whole production mm-hmm. um, on such a bigger scale than well, we're What we
3: loved about working on Keep You Float was that it was it was basically a skeleton crew, mm-hmm. but through that, everyone was on the same page in terms of energy and mm-hmm. having a good. I mean, as you know, as a filmmaker, like mm-hmm. it's huge if if everybody's on the same page, it makes things so much smoother. Definitely, if, if there's just one person who's like you know mm-hmm. throwing it off, that could stall things. So, yeah. so it was that's what was great about You float, and that and everybody was on the same page. So, obviously it, that becomes more difficult when you bring in mm-hmm. more people. Yeah. Um, granted, the people we have now, it's still, it feels really good, yeah. um, but it's just more people to manage, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah. Um, with my recent experience doing my 310 projects, yeah. uh, Crossroad Station, it was the first time I had ever worked with a crew. Mm. And it was also a gigantic crew. Yeah, <laughs> And it was, the first hour or two was just me in my head Telling myself to keep it together yeah. and trying to like get into the the flow and everything because yeah. it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, mm-hmm. you know, cast and crew, thirty three people yeah. were no. waiting on me <laughs> to yeah. make a decision. Yeah, and like oh sure. <laughs> you yeah. know? But you get into it and um, eventually just you just you find your flow, you find your yeah. rhythm. And it was one day of shooting too, so okay. we had uh, that to contend with. Um, but uh, if you have a solid first assistant director. Okay. Um, she or he will make everything work for you and it'll be great. And, uh, that's the thing. I think making the jump from being totally self-sufficient to having a crew is realizing you can let go of a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. And And you can trust your crew. Exactly. It's like,
2: it's great because you know, everyone's everyone. I mean, when you're working with professionals, everyone knows what they're doing and like mm-hmm. they know what they're supposed to do and you can trust them to get the job done. And, mm-hmm. and it really helps as a director to be able to focus on the things you need to focus on mm-hmm. um, while still knowing that things are going to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's huge. That's a huge difference. And so like, for, I, I've been joking around that like going from like our last film or like the way that we usually work, to this is like taking a lot of the fun out of it because, <laughs> uh, but um, I mean, it's, it really is a joke because this has been fun to work on. Um, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just a lot. It's, it's a whole nother world of just, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: of being able to manage everything. But yeah,
0: um, there's always going to be unpleasant characteristics to of everything. Course. For of sure. Of course. Yeah.
2: But uh, the, the good thing about Alika and I working together is that we're, we're, we have a good balance. of mm-hmm. we,
3: could go. we could share the, the burden. Nice
0: yeah so Very um,
2: and yeah. kelsey who's helping a lot yeah. so yeah
1: it's
0: been fun yeah oh my goodness she is amazing <laughs> <laughs> she was our first key uh what was it key production set it's key set production assistant and just made everything else run smoothly, and um, well,
1: yeah. We did it his, his whole production without a producer, so it was just him, <laughs> and I think that, that's why it got really overwhelming on the day
3: for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we yeah, so with Keep You Afloat, me and Jonah produced it, Yeah. but um, yeah. because it was smaller, it was more manageable. Mm, and sure, <laughs> this sure. This time in, even, we didn't get it, we didn't bring Kelsey in until, you know, not until we were kind of midway into the project, mm-hmm. Because we realized, oh, shit, this is, like, a thing. This is a big thing. Mm -hmm. So this is bigger than me and Jonah can even handle. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, as the producer side is so intensive and involved. And even
1: after I said yes on it, then I saw how big it was for me as well. And I had to reach out to to more people to help me produce it, too. Mm -hmm. And
2: obviously, like, like, every story is different, too, where I feel like if we... You know, like we could make, we could have made this film how we did the last film. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I feel like, um, kind of bringing in all of these talented people, um, it will serve the projects. Yeah. And that's kind of what it needs to yeah. kind of get it done. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm looking forward to also going back and working on smaller, um, productions later where we can, you know, just kind of go guerrilla style again and just do our thing. But, um, but I think there will be a balance in this film where there's elements of all yeah. of that coming together. And we, st- we still have, I mean, right now we're still hopeful because we're, <laughs> we, you know, nothing's, I mean, everything's in motion. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's looking good, but, um, you know, the shoot days are coming up quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah.
1: And not all yeah. of the days will be as big of production days as we're kind of envisioning. Right. Mm-hmm. A couple of the days will just be the key players mm. and the actors right, and right, then right. the whole team. Yeah. So I think getting those big lighting setups out of the way early in our shoot days is gonna be fun and then we can go gorilla style with the other
0: ones. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Every day will
1: be a new day. It's gonna
0: be great. so your cast is um locals, pretty much. Like yeah. any any like SAG or are you just to- totally doing no non- like,
3: Yeah, it's it's mainly um kind of how in the vein of our last film I, I wrote specific roles for specific friends mm-hmm. because you know it's so hard to get an actor to portray something that's so specific
0: mm-hmm. uh,
3: so and and knowing these people and knowing what they're capable of um, you know we we touched on it in Keep You Floating that we were able to get some good performances out of some Mm non-actors um and we learned a lot with that too and so this time around i feel like uh with it there's still a lot of non-actors but it's it's a mix of Mm. professional and Mm non-actors and uh if we can get them to a place that they're performing but still remaining authentic to the material Mm -hmm. um i think it could be special so Yeah, it's a a good mix of uh, amateur and professional this time around. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, um, from what I remember of Ohina, Keep You Float was my favorite. Oh, you're just saying that. I'm not just saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just saying that. There there are are the good ones. But, I mean, that was, like, the one that stood out to me is, like, And that's what I was anticipating going into Ohina. That was my first festival I'd ever been to. Mm. And so I was anticipating more narrative-driven films, but Mm. there's some PSAs thrown in there, and that last one was just kind of like, oh. Right. (laughs) It wasn't bad. It just was not what I was expecting. And um, so I feel like yours um, really encapsulated the spirit of a film festival, and that was the highlight of my experience.
2: I feel like the fun thing about a film festival um, is that everyone's – Like, I mean, we're not expecting everyone to tell the same sort of stories as us. So Mm. it's cool being able to like, it's so hard for, you know, everyone's trying to tell their own story. And it's really hard to just like, you know, go in and say like, you know, the film is bad because it's like, I mean, we like for us, it's it's like we're just telling our specific story and then every person is coming from a different background. And so mm. I think that's what's important to come out of like the festivals is that, you know, you need it's cool to be able to appreciate everybody for what they're trying to do even if they have totally different motives than we do in terms of our story. Mm. And
3: I I think it's a really exciting time with local indie films. Like mm. there's a lot of really talented people that have a lot of interesting things to say. So you're getting all these different perspectives, mm-hmm. um, at the same time. And so it's, it's exciting for me and Jonah to, to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it feels like there's some momentum there
0: with the local indie yeah. side. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, coming up on an hour that oh, just man. flew by. Oh, we were
2: recording. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. just the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> beep. Tell me about Malpighian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: it's a rare day where I actually have I have something I need to do after this, um, so we do okay. need to kind of wrap it up. But um, before we do, if you don't mind, since we're coming on the Christmas season, if we could each name. Top three to five Christmas movies/slash specials. Wow, three to five. Because wow. <laughs> oh I was thinking about it, I could only think of three at first, and I thought of a couple more, but uh, wow, yeah. For example, I'll go and start: okay. um, like uh, favorite uh, TV specials, um, Muppet Family Christmas, oh, okay, um, mm-hmm. Charlie Brown, oh, Charlie Brown, right. uh, Pee Wee Playhouse, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special, which is on Netflix, and it's amazing. Hmm. Um, every bit, I never great. watched that. I watched it all the time as a kid, okay, like yeah. the Saturday morning, and then his Christmas special was just fantastic. Um, Elf. Um, sure, so uh, and it's recently been brought into the the canon of Christmas movies, Die Hard.
2: Oh, I was going to say Die Hard.
0: But I, I never actually seen it all the way through until last year, um, so it was a great experience for me. I've been revisiting the 80s classics, um, or visiting the 80s classics uh, myself and then five i have to go with it's, it's a wonderful life mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you took all the good yeah. well i mean there's, there's not a huge yeah. selection yeah. to choose from but um i'm
2: going uh, home alone oh
0: yes i was gonna say charlie that. brown
1: yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> i watched the santa claus the other night and that's one of my favorites uh-huh. awesome favorites. oh Just no kidding good. tim allen nice
2: it's funny because it's like you can have the worst taste in in christmas movies and it doesn't matter because it's it's really what you it's really what you grew up in in, you know what i mean like yeah yeah. i was a 90s kid Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. i'm trying to think of those movies that are like set at christmas but aren't about christmas like Hmm. um love actually
0: oh yes oh yes i totally forgot about that i was watching it before you guys came here too
2: (laughs) 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 um you I, like it, uh, I Christmas really I'm drawing on blank uh, I think like it's more of a Hollywood the
0: version. Star Wars count I mean it comes well, out every cri- like, <laughs> works for me <laughs> <laughs> That the the Lord of the Rings trilogy is a Yeah. Sure. I mean yeah I mean
3: like just, just those e- like epic tales yeah. I feel like it's like the Christmas time those are mm-hmm. what I feel like watching yeah um, yeah yeah uh like oh, a even a story. Harry Potter mm, a Christmas yeah. story
2: I mean obvious one Oh movie. yes I, mm, I, mm. I mean my my dad like used to love that movie and we watched it that's I a mean, classic I have seen yeah. it on TV so many times for like, sure yeah that's a classic I mean they movie.
3: literally showed that movie every Christmas for like 30 years yeah. yes <laughs> but it's good I
2: mean that film still gets me because it's just you know I mean
3: yeah I love I love, it, I love that movie it's timeless yeah for it's sure. timeless.
0: right on okay well I guess that's it Thank you, for Thank us. you so yeah, that's nice great great much. This
3: is this is our first podcast ever, right so very cool. It was cool to be. A, this is a good one, I think, to
0: to do. It's a pleasure and honor to have you guys on. It's been I haven't been able to do regular episodes uh, this semester, so this is the first one in a couple months. But, that's awesome. Uh, it's a good one.
2: Sorry, you have some like editing in store for you, probably. <laughs> oh no no that's the thing. That's, that's
0: how I'm able to do it. Is I don't edit. Okay. It's just all the raw audio, just <laughs> put out there. <laughs> no, 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 i love your casual approach to it yeah it's nice. yeah. It's a cool yeah. Conversation. yeah
2: yeah no, that was fun mm-hmm. thanks yeah. looking
0: looking forward to seeing Malka to makai when do you anticipate it being done or what's the projected dates?
2: three years from now we'll All right. <laughs> once we shoot it we don't care anymore we're just gonna right. take our time with it no we're wow.
0: basically
3: hoping to wrap in january wow. so okay a couple months
0: after that yeah. like, it's like spring yeah. summer yeah. Like I'd um, say we're yeah. gonna try to get it into Ohinan Hip this year. For sure. Right on. Yeah. Nice a- and hope yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that as, yeah. Okay. Hopefully good. beyond. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean just as a start. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Bolton yeah, yeah. Island can get a chance to see
3: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um okay. being a part of those festivals was amazing mm-hmm. and there we met a lot of really amazing people and so um Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, we're hoping the film works outside of Hawaii. Like that's, I feel like keep you float works, works okay in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this story might be able to reach other places, hopefully. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, best of luck. Thank Thank you. Looking forward to it. Sure. And I'll hit stop now.